This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on November 13, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Holy Gospel for the second to last Sunday of the church year is written in the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 21, beginning at the fifth verse. When some of his disciples were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. And they asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he. And the time is near. Do not go after them. And when you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be, a gr there will be great earthquakes in various places, famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from the heavens. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons. And you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare for yourself a defense in advance. For I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends. And they will put some of you to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. But not a hair on your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to God. And grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, whose love is everlasting who calls you to endure that you might gain life. Please be seated. I've got a picture up there of um, similar to what's on the children's worksheets today of, of some prophet walking around saying the end is near. Maybe repaint or repent or something like that. We'll go with it. The end is nigh. And while the children are still paying attention... Um, do you know the answer to this, this riddle? We've got a picture of Pinky the pig. What did Pinky the pig say? Well, I think it's going to be on the screen. And again. <laughs> well, that's the one I haven't seen before. And the next one. Yeah, what did Pinky the pig say when the farmer grabbed her by the tail? Well, the answer's up there. This will be the end of me. Well, in actual fact, the 
The farmer grabbed her tail so she could be taken by trailer to the children's farm where she was part of the petting zoo. Her, her future could have been a lot worse. Or if, you don't, if you're not from the Barossa, you might say her future might have been in small goods. But um, no. And our future could be much worse if it weren't for the promises that God has given us. That's not to say that our hair won't fall out or that we won't have troubles. And as these disciples were watching and looking at this magnificent construction of huge stones of the, and the beauty of the temple at Jerusalem, Jesus shocked them by saying that it would be completely destroyed despite its apparent permanence. You see, the temple was the central place of holiness and worship for the nation. How could this ever happen? When would it happen? Why would God allow such a thing? How would the people possibly survive it? Well, it actually did happen in 70 AD. But by that stage, but by that time, Christians had already been sent out of the city. You can read about that or watch clips on YouTube about the, the siege of Jerusalem, how, what a terrible time it was for, the, for its inhabitants. And we can understand the disciples' shock and horror at the mere thought of the loss of the great temple, which... But Jesus went on to say many much greater disasters and tragedies would happen in the world. We wonder, even now, will this century see the end of the church, the end of the world? We put our trust in many things that we think are permanent in this world that Jesus says will be shaken, even the very earth. What are we to do? Or as Jesus says in many um, parts of the, today's passage, what are we not to do? Throughout history, Many false prophets have claimed to be sent from God and numerous groups have made failed predictions about the world's end. Proclaiming a vengeful God, they generate fear in people to gain control over them by making them anxious and reliant on their pronouncements. This is not what God wants for us. Jesus warned his disciples not to be deceived and certainly not to follow such false prophets who have none of God's authority, truth or compassion in them. Jesus also warned of great disruptions that will come and upset relationships between nations, and that the very fabric of the earth, its seasons and weather, would be disturbed with great signs in the heavens. And in our lifetimes, we've experienced many of these troubling and dangerous, earth-shaking, life-taking tragedies. But we take refuge. We take refuge in knowing that the love of God is eternal and that God is in control. Do not be afraid, Jesus tells his disciples. He tells us so that when these things occur, we're not to succumb to despair or fear of the world, but to build our lives on the solid foundation, the rock of Jesus Christ, and to hold fast to him. He says, do not be terrified. When our hope in God and believing that he is in control is in us, then we can be confident even when the world has gone mad, when trouble strikes. And the sureness of our foundation is revealed. When trouble strikes a life, then the sureness of their foundation is revealed. Those who build their houses on sand never have peace in the storm. Lots of troubles come to us, don't they? My teenage years, my world was rocked when my first girlfriend dumped me. 
I thought it was the end of the world. And uh, I've learned to much, there are much more things in, in, in our path that we all understand in life. Not getting the marks that I wanted at university. That might be something that's troubling someone at this time. Losing a job. Getting a diagnosis of melanoma. Having a newborn child, the doctors tell you that there's something majorly wrong and that it's going to have, they're going to have to have uh, many surgeries. They'll never be quite the same as other children. A diagnosis of cancer for your wife, death of an aged parent. All these things can rock us and we feel as if foundation of our lives are falling away. But for those of us standing on the firm rock of Christ and his promises, we stand sure. In our modern culture, where it looks to the security of owning things, Christians are also tempted to place their hope in themselves, self-determination, financial resources. Even in some parts of the world, Christians proudly promoting gun ownership and uh, places to hide when the when the zombie apocalypse comes, you know? That's the sort of thing that's going on around the world. People preparing themselves, getting their resources together and defending those resources against anybody else that might come near them. But that's not God's way either. In fact, Jesus says, when troubles come, it's our opportunity to share a testimony of him and God's love for us to point to the hope and peace that we have in Jesus Christ. In tragedy, people often search for peace and look to God or to someone who knows God, ask them to pray for them. And our job is to point them to the hope found in Jesus Christ. He's the only lasting peace anyone can have in a world when a sense of security has been shattered. And though we ourselves may not be currently shaken, we are not indifferent to the world, world's events. We feel and we know the pain of loss, suffering, the loss of war-torn cities of Ukraine. We identify with the anger against the attackers, the injustices of the world, the fear of the tragedy, be it famine, flood, fire or earthquake that ruins homes. We all feel overwhelmed at times in the face of life-threatening diagnoses. We're impacted by current financial pressures, fear, worry, emotions are normal. They are God-given, but we are not to be overcome by them. We are to take refuge in knowing that God is still in control. And though the loss and pain of this world is very real, it cannot rob us of the life that has been won through the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ our Lord out of his death came life for us and so this world also must pass away just as our fallen nature needed to be drowned in the waters of baptism and die in order that we would have new, be born to new life this world must also pass away in order for the new kingdom to be established so you see we're not to fear the destruction of things that give way to the coming of new life the kingdom of God we should rejoice when we see these things coming. When we see these things, 
we do not succumb to fear or seek self-protection and isolation. We are, in fact, to build our lives on the solid foundation of the rock of Jesus Christ, who's gracious to us all. And instead of protecting what we have, because times are hard, God encourages us to actually share. Share what we have with others. At times when trouble comes to us, we're unable in our own resources to stand firm. And so we rely on one another. The family of God is a gift to us at this time. Find strength in one another in the face of death. The face of a diagnosis of a, of a wife, perhaps with early dement, uh, um, Alzheimer's. Instead of hiding it away in shame, but actually look to the community. Seek support. Share the hope that we have. We are called to share this hope in the one who promises that he promises eternal things that cannot be moved. Things that this world cannot provide. Our calling and command is to bring others into the same hope, especially in the midst of suffering and the signs of the world coming to an end. And that's a difficult command to follow, especially when we cannot see the purpose of the continual suffering of this world. Things like we've seen in the Ukraine or in Somalia, when floods and economic difficulties confront and threaten us and our loved ones, and yet God's spirit and Jesus' words remain with us. They remain our hope and our guide. When all else fails, we are to stand firm, and we will win life. He says, do not be deceived, do not be afraid, do not be distracted. Rather, stand firm and you will win life. For I am with you, the Lord of life. Stay firm in your faith in Jesus. His love is eternal. His kingdom will not pass away. And the peace of God that passes all human understanding, keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, now and always. Amen.